I'm Brianna McHenry. And I'm Stephanie Delaporta. And we are your guides for the When in Bloom podcast. Join us weekly as we include tips, tricks, and alignment tools that support us on our personal journeys. Bringing you back to the knowing that you have all that you need within you to bloom. Hello, you cosmic cuties. Thank you so much for joining us on the When and Bloom podcast for our ninth episode. I can't believe it's been nine already. We are having such a wild, fun time. And today we're going to be talking about intuition. What exactly your intuition is, ways that you can receive, what happens when fear shows up when you're connecting with your intuition, and also ways that you can connect with your intuition. And then, of course, we might just throw in a few little nuggets about all of the eclipse energy that's been happening these past couple weeks, because I don't know about you, but I'm definitely feeling that energy. Yes, the eclipse energy. I'm so feeling it. I just looked out my window at the moon and it is gorgeous. It's pink right now. So we're recording this episode on what's the date? The 24th. Yeah. So we're recording this episode on the 24th. We're coming up on the full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius in a couple of days. And it's just so gorgeous, but visually it's so gorgeous, but energetically it's so powerful. I think that'll be really fun to talk about. It will be. (laughs) It's definitely, we can always talk about astrology. I love astrology as above, so below. So what happens in the sky mirrors what happens to us Mm -hmm. internally and individually and on a collective level. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can so see it on the collective levels, like with the planets that are collective, like Neptune and Pluto. Yes. And especially the moon, which is so actually, I just realized it's actually funny that we're talking about intuition today because that's so linked to the moon, especially as a woman, Mm -hmm. because our cycles are linked to the moon and Women are naturally very intuitive, but also so are men. So if there are any of our male listeners, you are also very intuitive. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into exactly what this word even means. I know it's people hear it a lot, um, not even only in conscious or spiritual communities, but just in general, people always use the word intuition. And there's so many different definitions to different people. The one I hear the most, I think, is mother's intuition like have you ever heard that where they're always like oh the mother always knows what's wrong or oh yeah you know that your baby's sick because you're the mommy and have you heard of that I have heard of that and I was just thinking I've also heard of women's intuition too I've never heard of that really (laughs) that's so funny I part of me cringes whenever I hear people say that about oh it's just mother's intuition Because it's like, no, it's just intuition. Like we all have it. We all have access to it. Mother's intuition is just like a title or it's, it's almost like it's just an excuse to make accessing your intuition acceptable. Yes. Or in that sense, only relatable for mothers because it, Mm. it's definitely, as you said, it's, it's accessible to everyone. To me, intuition honestly is more than a feeling (laughs) it's innate. Mm -hmm. And it isn't just an extra sense, almost like how people say, oh, it's a sixth sense. I actually think it encompasses all of your senses. 
It's your, yeah, it's your internal compass. My husband the other day actually said something that I think is really great. He said that people mistake instinct for intuition. Instinct mm-hmm. is actually survive is for survival, but intuition is for guidance. Mm-hmm. So it's almost yeah. as if, you know, it's just your internal compass. You're going in this, this map, this journey that you have. Well, technically, I mean, we're not really given a map. Let's be honest when we're dropped off on the earth, <laughs> when we're incarnating, it'd be actually a lot easier if we had a map, but that's right. <laughs> I think we're given a map and then like we're shown it and then someone just like rips it and like crumbles it up and then like lights it on fire. Oh, that, you know what? That's actually a good point. And I just thought of this too. I had to download that. That's essentially tools like our natal chart in astrology or our human design chart are actually in essence maps really. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can't say that we're not really dropped off with a map. I think you're right. I think we have it. We just may have mis- misplaced it <laughs> or it was taken from us and we have to find it again. Yeah. Yeah. Society conditioned the map out of us. Right. And I think with intuition, a lot of it really is linked to your body. Like our physical bodies are the bridge between the cosmos and the earth. So it allows you to connect with both worlds. So for me, I think intuition, like I said, it's kind of encompassing all of your senses, but also physically as well, as well as energetically. Cause a lot of people attribute intuition as an energetic ability, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's just so encompassing. I think it's all levels. Yeah. I think it's just always there. Like when I don't think that's what people realize. If you, you, you just have to, it's not even like you have to tap into it. You just have to listen to it. Just get quiet enough so you can hear it or sense it, see it or feel it. Yes. I think you're right. I think it, like I said earlier, it's just so innate, but a lot of people feel treat it as if it's something that you have to find through someone else, generally speaking, like you're looking outside of yourself for that Mm -hmm. guidance once again. And since it's always there, there's so many ways that you can be receiving. There are so many ways and people usually call them the Claire's. I want to say I'm mostly this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm all of them and everyone is all of them. And that's what we forget. And it's so easy to fall into those labels of what one we are. Like if this was me a year ago, I'd be like, I'm clear audience, which means that I mostly hear messages. And then I was like, oh, I'm really clear cognizant. And now I'm clairvoyant and clear. I've literally been clairsentient forever. You're all of them. It's just about connecting with them. It's true. And I think we, in our society with everything, we put so much emphasis on labels that we want to label ourselves as one or the other, instead of just embracing that we hold the attributes of all of them. Yeah. So I think this is, um, all to say, we're going to explain what the Claire's are, but it's not for you to label yourself. It's for you to identify ways that you're receiving, uh, your intuitive messages and ways that you are really connecting with your intuition. Yes. Just kind of how it's showing up for you. The first Claire that I wanted to touch on was Claire audience. Um, Claire audience is hearing. For me, it comes in as thoughts. Sometimes it'll come in on my right ear or my left ear. Sometimes it even comes in 
sometimes it does sound like physical. It does sound like someone outside of me is talking. But now that I've really touched on it more, it sounds really like my thoughts. But the messages that are coming through are things that there's no way that I would know or no way that I would make make up. It's just like, and it also comes in really, really fast. Sometimes I actually will get the message like before I even fully ask the question. And that's how I know it's my clear audience. And this is a message that I'm receiving. I also attribute that to ringing in the ears too. Cause I find that that's another way that I get messages, um, through my clear audience senses, because other than that, I mean, a lot of the times it just sounds like my own voice, which mm-hmm. can also be, I guess, taken for Claire cognizance too, which we'll get into after. The next Claire is clairvoyance. And it's definitely one that I'm familiar with. As you know, that I speak about this pretty much in every episode. And sometimes I've, it's basically being able to see. Basically, it's seeing intuitively. And many people have different descriptions of this. But for me personally, I sometimes it comes in the same way you imagine something or this or what you would call a daydream. Other times, I also believe that dreams are another form of clairvoyance because they do provide messages. And a lot of the times for me personally, I meet interdimensional beings through my dreams. So other times too, I find that seeing intuitively also shows up as actual images in my mind's eye. It could be even something like it could be even flashes of light as well. I don't believe sometimes it has to be necessarily with your eyes closed, whether that's in a waking state or in a meditative state or a dream state, but sometimes it can also include flashes or sparkles of light um, where you're just sort of getting that connection from the other side, the other realm. Clairvoyance for me really took a while for me to fully surrender to. And it's funny, like for a while I would see things in my mind's eye or in my third eye. So I would close my eyes. Sometimes it'll happen with my eyes open, like you were saying with light. Um, but it's almost like they'll show me images. And normally I actually am more clairvoyant when I'm re, uh, go into the Akashic records. But when I am, I'm doing like regular intuitive readings, my clairvoyance comes in through claircognizance, which is just knowing. So I just, it's like the information is downloaded onto me and I know what I'm seeing. So I won't necessarily see an image or a picture, but I'll know that that's what the image is, or that's what the picture is. And claircognizance is kind of that sense of just knowing like what to say, of just knowing the situation that's going on claircognizance for me happens when I'm like really deep and really invested in a conversation where I just kind of know what the other person is feeling or I know what the other person is going through. Yeah. It can kind of come in as information, knowledge, or wisdom that you didn't think you knew previously. And I just want to throw it out there. I know a lot of the times, especially if you're new to your intuition or exploring your intuition. When we say download, when we say something such as I downloaded this or I received a download, it's 
basically almost as if we're computers receiving like a picture or an email message. So it's almost as if we're downloading it from the higher intelligence, you know, instead of a computer, artificial intelligence, we're downloading it from the cosmos from the higher intelligence. Like, yeah, you're downloading it and then it's embedding within like just within your knowing. Yes, (laughs) that's exactly it. It's so interesting sometimes because especially with intuition, it's such an internal realm, really. It's like your internal realm that it's so hard to put into words in the physical sometimes, Mm -hmm. which takes us to our next Claire, which is Claire sentience, which is the ability to feel intuitively. So it's, it's kind of when you have a feeling, some people could describe it as feeling someone's energies or emotions, like you were saying, Brianna, or for me, it's even physical sensations when I'm sometimes when I'm meditating and also when I'm not just kind of going about my everyday life. Sometimes I know when I connect to the ethereal realm, I'll feel physical sensations on the left side of my body. I'll feel my left arm tingling or my forehead or my third eye. So it's just being aware of your physicality, really. It's being aware of the physical sensations of your body and kind of seeing how it correlates to what you're doing in that moment. Because sometimes there's a message there. Kind of going back earlier to what I said in the beginning, not mistaking it for instinct because instinct is for survival, but your intuition, when you feel, when you are experiencing clairsentience, It's that internal guidance. So it's guiding you towards something that is for your highest good. And it'll show up in a, in a physical way. And that could even include also, you know, you're tasting something in your mouth that wasn't there, or you're smelling something that isn't really there, like a perfume of someone who has transitioned or passed over. I started smelling lilies all of the time when my grandmother was, um, first trying to connect with me and it's like the weirdest sensation because I can smell it but I can't smell it in the physical but I like it that one works for me with my claircognizance because it's like I know that I'm smelling lilies you also can use all of your clairs together so if you are seeing a picture like so you're using your um using clairvoyance and they show you a tree you can use your Claire audience and say, Hey, what does this mean? And then you can receive the message, uh, Claire audiently. It's true. If you're receiving a message in a certain way, you can always ask to receive it in another way. Nothing's ever set in stone. These are part of who you are at a soul level. And it's really is connected to your body. So just, I would just say, definitely feel in to your body and see how you are receiving these messages. Like for me, for example, when me and my husband were deciding whether or not to move to British Columbia, I, it was just a feeling I got. And that, so that represent clear cognizance. We were trying to decide if we were going to go last fall in 2020. And for some reason I had an intuitive feeling that it wasn't the right time. And right as I felt that internally, I saw a bunny rabbit outside, which represents spring. So fast forward to May of this year, when we were deciding to go again, literally the moment I had that thought of, I would, I was asking internally, is this the right time to go? I looked outside and a rabbit appeared again outside. 
So it's just really paying attention to these little signs and symbols. And that actually, I guess, goes to another way you can receive um, messages and really connect to your intuition is by asking for symbols and asking for signs. So crazy. I was no joke. I wrote down, pay attention to the little signs as you were saying it out loud. (laughs) Like I was like, what is happening? There you go. Um, I tapped into claircognizance right there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Telepathy. Mm -hmm. It was happening. Or you connected into me, either one. Very telepathic. Lean into the signs so much. I might sound like really silly, but I take everything as a sign. Like everything is a sign. It doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I saw a sign that's in Florida and now I have to go to Florida. <laughs> like you can like feel into those moments where something is a sign. Like I was getting dragon fruit at the store and I accidentally got three bags instead of two bags. And I was like, okay, so this is like an intuitive message to be like, your body needs more of what, <laughs> whatever is in dragon fruit. So make sure you have your dragon fruit smoothies. And really celebrate those. And totally ask for signs too. I ask for signs all of the time. I, it's been probably almost a month now since I've asked for, to see angel numbers. And I see angel numbers all of the time. I swear I pick up my phone every hour when it's like 11, 11, 12, 12, or actually no, for 12, it's 1234. And then I see 111, 222. And like, I do that all the way up until 555. I'm so happy that you mentioned repetitive numbers <laughs> as signs and symbols, because I see that a lot of the time too. And when I see them, this is what I've been doing for a few years now, actually. I actually learned about number sequences and seeing number sequences frequently from various other podcasts that I used to listen to. And they describe these, like these numbers are qualifications for transmission codes. So it's from your angels, God, universe, goddess, the divine, et cetera, whatever you resonate with to download. And whenever you see the numbers, I actually say, I accept the download. And because these numbers are not only numbers you're seeing, but rather pathways of information and data that the divine realm is communicating to you in our physical world. So it's like a download I know we touched on this earlier, but it's a spiritual transmission from higher realms, which also includes your intuition because it includes your higher self. It's similar to how we download programs to our computers to function optimally or how we change a radio station to tune into a certain frequency. So when I say I accept the download, I actually get really quiet and I keep my eyes closed and I just take about 10 deep breaths. So then I try to visualize and feel the download go into my system. And then basically once the download goes in, this information gets filtered into your cerebrum cortex. And then the information codes go inside of your synapses and electrodes. So these types of codes actually urge you to go to certain places and be there at certain times to meet certain people that are going to open up certain doorways to connect you with certain things. So if you don't actually pay attention and you're, you're not really being present and you're not aware of these messages in these codes that are being shown to you, it could mean that you may not get on that path. 
And I can definitely tell you that I noticed a difference with that myself. And it really heightened my own intuition, especially when I lived in Australia, because it brought me to places and people that I would have never met otherwise. And that includes you, Brianna. Yay. <laughs> Spirituality is, has so much science involved with it that we just don't realize it. It's just, we just don't know it. So it's like, you were doing like a scientific version of what we're experiencing on a spiritual level. Yes, because essentially it's all one. It's just looking at all of just basically looking at the world through different lenses. Sometimes it's a spiritual lens. Sometimes it's scientific, but once we get to the root of it, all that intuition encompasses once again, all the things. (laughs) Yes. It's just perception. I mean, once again, science, spirituality, all just a label once more. Yeah. And some people really resonate with one over the other. Yeah. It's just a way of looking at what is being observed. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it all. I'm here for all of it. (laughs) I know. Me too. You were saying earlier that your husband was talking about the difference between intuition and, and instinct, which I think is really, really important. And another word that just clairaudiently popped into my head was discernment and how important it is for us to learn discernment to use discernment. So yes. you'll always know that it's your intuition because it comes from a place of love. And if you feel anxiety around something, or if you feel fear around it, it's not your intuition. It's like a, an instinctual place. It's a, it's like your ego. It's like a need to survive. Yes. He always comes up with clever things like that. <laughs> And I knew I had to mention it in this episode because it popped into my head as I remembered it. And it's so interesting because a lot of the times, even when we're not connecting to a perceived external ethereal world, I understand that a lot of people hold some fear even around just connecting with themselves and connecting to their own intuition. And I know me and Brianna, we do have some ways that you can move through it. Yes, fear is just such a big one. And I know that there's so many different layers to it. And I've definitely experienced some of that myself, especially I find with abilities such as clear audience, being able to hear messages, you know, there's that fear of hearing a voice that isn't your own, you know, or hearing a voice that doesn't sound like your own. You can just set that boundary. If you're holding that fear, you can set the boundary that the voice sounds like your own voice or that the voice sounds like your grandmother's or the magical unicorn. Like you can make your, it sound and look like whatever you really want. Or especially creating those boundaries of I don't want this. Yes. I think that's so important knowing what you don't want, because then that'll lead you to how you actually do want to receive. And because your intuition is directly linked to you, it's your ability, it's your soul, you get to set the parameters of how you want to be receiving information and what symbols you want to show up in your life and signs that you're looking for specifically. All the power is within yourself. It all rests solely in your hands, not in someone else's, which I think is such a beautiful thing about intuition, because it's really not about looking outside of yourself. It's following your own messages, your own internal guidance system. It really is your inner guidance. And 
if you think about it, why do you need protection from yourself? Why do you need protection from what's best for you? Like in your soul is there to guide you and your soul is not going to guide you on like a hardship. Your soul wants your life to be created and to be lived with ease. When you get those feelings of fear coming up and if you feel like you need protection, it's kind of good to know and use your discernment that it's your ego that's coming up and kind of trying to keep you small. And I've had experiences, I still do now, where fear comes up all the time. And again, I just ask for my dear, dear friend, Archangel Michael, to remove it and or to for some extra protection. And then I ask for Archangel Metatron to remove that energy of fear because it's really easy for us to take fear on as our own, especially right now in the world. I feel like fear is being pushed out so heavily to everyone. Of course, you're going to feel it on some level, but it's an external source and you don't need to hold on to it. No, you don't. You can let that go. (laughs) And I use those two archangels as well. And I also especially at the beginning, when I began connecting to my intuition, I called upon Archangel Raziel to clear fears. Um, This Archangel is also an Archangel of alchemy. So with their help, they can also alchemize or transmute any fear that you have into love or into peace. And I also find that working with a clear quartz, whenever I would call upon this specific Archangel actually helped amplify the connection because Clear quartz is an amplifier crystal. And as Brianna was talking earlier, I had this download from my intuition that for anyone that's listening right now and you're feeling this fear come up, I actually invite you to stop what you're doing unless you're driving a vehicle, please don't stop. And I want you to close your eyes and I want you to take three deep cleansing breaths with me just to release any fear that you have over this. So we're going to do it together. Take a nice deep inhale through the nose and out through the mouth. Again, in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then one more in through the nose. Hold it for a few seconds at the top and then exhale out through the mouth and just remember that you are safe this is a safe space and your intuition is who you are it's not separate from you it doesn't exist in an out in another world that's beyond your grasp you are the galaxy the galaxy that realm is already within you And then whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. That was so beautiful. I think I definitely needed that. And I really, I'm sure that that will help multiple people who are just listening. You can do it anytime you're feeling fear. Because that took, what, 15 seconds to get, to just breathe a couple times. It was awesome. Yes. It kind of comes back to your intuition is directly linked to your physical body. So breathing that in and clearing the energy 
helps you to become a little bit more of a clearer channel as well. Mm -hmm. And when you are releasing that energy of fear, you're creating space for a different energy to come into that space. We don't want to hold fear anymore. Yes to all of that. Let's talk about being scared about the actual message that you're going to receive. You're kind of scared of what your higher self is going to say. Have you ever experienced that where you're scared of the message surrounding it? I have, which is very interesting because the re- a lot of the times when that's happened to me, the reason that I held fear on it was because it was something that I didn't want to hear, which actually led me to realizing what I did want to hear and what I actually, the outcome I wanted from that situation. So especially if I'm asking myself for guidance on, you know, for example, once again, whether to move to British Columbia or whether to take a trip or whether to buy a house, if I'm resisting the message, it's because I'm already expecting a certain outcome or there's an outcome that I want that I feel that I'm not going to get. Mm. So for example, if I'm getting a message such as, no, you shouldn't go to British Columbia and that upsets me, that actually means that internally I actually want to go. That's where I feel I'm being led. That's where I feel I'm, I'm being called to go. So in a way, it's actually helpful to receive for me in my experience, those kind of messages, because it actually shows me what I truly desire. Mm -hmm. I don't have to second guess anymore. I know because I don't, I want the opposite of the message I'm afraid to get. So it actually provides more clarity for me. Yeah. What about yourself? Oh yeah. I've had this happen a lot, especially with um, people that I and kind of working through some experiences with. At the end of the day, the message that you're receiving is for your growth. And you're, you're really never going to receive an answer that is harmful to you. You're not going to, like, if you say, oh, if I did this, could I have changed the outcome of this? And the answer is always no, like there's a reason why you had that certain experience. And there's a reason why you're asking this certain question. And you really have to just look at it from a higher perspective of what am I trying to learn from this? Like, what can I receive now that I experience that? Because usually those hardships move energy for you to create something and hold on to something and bring something into your life that's beautiful and that's fulfilling. I've never had a situation where I asked a question that I was scared to get an answer and received an answer that was malicious or told me that I did something wrong. The answers always come from love. Always. I even asked a question. There was this one instance where I had someone who was just being really mean towards me. And I thought, what? am I trying to learn from this? Like, what could I possibly be learning by someone just like being mean? And it was self-love. I needed to, they were reminding me that I need to know how to love myself. And I was really scared to know, (laughs) to know the answer and to know like what was behind the energetics. And at the end of the day, it was love. It's kind of with everything. If we avoid everything out of fear, we're missing those opportunities for growth and expansion. And that includes 
avoiding certain messages or being afraid of the message that we're going to receive. I agree with you too. I have never experienced a receiving a malicious message either. Um, especially when it's coming from yourself, when it's coming from your intuition, your intuition is linked from your highest self, which only has the best of intentions. Even if you can't see it right away, even if the answer to one of your questions is a no, and that's disappointing or that's upsetting. It doesn't necessarily always mean no forever. It may just mean no right now, because there is a better time for that situation or that circumstance to occur for you, which will actually provide the most growth. I always say that the riches are in the journey because that's, that's really where it is. Sometimes it's not really about the destination, including when you receive your messages, it's about it's about the process sometimes of how you're receiving the message. Sometimes it's not even the message itself. It's how you're receiving it because it just really strengthens your own abilities and your self-reliance and that inner confidence that you end up creating when you realize that you have all the wisdom of the universe already within you. That was so, so beautiful. Once again, I'm speechless. This seems to be happening to me a lot lately, but just so resonating on so many levels. I've been doing a lot of free writing lately. Free writing is a way that I first started connecting with my intuition. And before I even knew any way to connect or any process at all, I would sit and I would take a couple deep breaths and I would just put my pen to paper and I would write anything that came to mind. Sometimes I would get so in my head that I would write, this is me channel writing, or this is me free writing. I'm not sure what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I would get this big, huge, beautiful message. Free writing can really be just sitting down with a pen and paper, or even if you prefer typing, just sitting down with your computer or even your phone and just take a few deep breaths, get out of the way, and just start writing anything you want. I'm actually going to look back in my journal to see my very first free writing that I ever did. All right. So we're at my very first automatic writing is another thing that you can say, but I just, the very first sentence I wrote, I open myself up to the divine and allow you to write through me. Be aware, know your presence and know your worth. You can do great things and we are here for you and we are proud of you. And then I listed just any feelings and any sensations I was receiving while I was writing. And it's crazy to think that my very first automatic writing and message from my higher self was only one sentence long and it was so powerful to me. That's so beautiful. I was even thinking that it's really journaling with presence or like conscious writing. And I know I read a book a long time ago. If anyone has ever read the artist's way by Julia Cameron, it's pretty much the same process where you just wake up and you grab a paper and pen and you just write anything, anything that comes through your mind. And then eventually you'll realize that it ends up becoming a coherent string of thoughts. And sometimes you write things that you don't even realize you knew. There's so many things where I look back and I think, did I even write this? There's so much wisdom in this. It doesn't even sound like me. And 
I find too with free writing or automatic writing, any whatever label you want to put on it, that I'll just be going to write sometimes a to-do list or write a task that I'm thinking of. And then all of a sudden, as soon as my pen touches that paper, that task turns into a sentence and then a paragraph. And then I just, I find that I'm having all of these downloads about different things. And it just comes so natural that I don't even realize I'm doing it. But that's what we mean when we say that we are always tapped in, we're always connected. And most of the time, it's just so natural. We don't realize it because we don't need to put a label on it because that's just who we are. Yeah. The other night I was sitting on my, my balcony because it's summertime. So I'm always sitting outside now. And I, I think I wrote like one sentence and then I ended up typing like a big, huge paragraph. Yeah. I love writing. I actually, I've said this so many times. I know I've told you so many times too, that I am a much better writer than I am a speaker. So I love writing. I find that a lot of my best thoughts or wisdom or pieces of knowledge always seem to come out when I write, but it's always when I don't think about it, which I guess is what automatic writing is. It's just so automatic. It's so innate that you don't have to second guess it. You're just writing whatever comes through, which is so authentic and beautiful too, because there's no judgment or criticism in that moment. You're not worrying about how the words flow or how nice and eloquent it sounds. It's just whatever is flowing through. It's actually such a practice of ultimate surrender and trust. Mm-hmm. And presence. That's yes. Like the exact state of receiving is being in presence. So just really sitting in the moment that you are in right now so you're not thinking about the future and you're not thinking about the past and you're just in this moment of just total clarity and connection because you're not thinking about anything else so you're just allowing whatever you're receiving to come through which is one of my favorite ways to really get quiet and connect with my intuition is just to sit in that feeling in that state of just pure presence and it's like just a crazy overwhelming feeling of love that I feel every time I sit in it. And even if it's just for like 30 seconds, it is a really, really great 30 seconds. Yes. And that's, that goes to meditation and meditating because that's really what you're doing. You're just sitting in presence and it goes back to taking those deep breaths. Sometimes you don't need to really be doing anything. And I think that's the point. It's funny when you were talking, I also received, but meditation and meditating isn't meant to be hard. I feel like I know so many people who are like, oh, I don't meditate because I can't sit still for that long. You can't sit still for still for 30 seconds or like a minute because that's all, that's all you need. It's really not that difficult. Just turn the TV off and get quiet for 30 seconds, a minute take three cleansing breaths and just sit in that feeling, sit in that connection that you're experiencing. And when my daughter was first born, I was really sad that I, I couldn't meditate anymore. And 
my partner was like, well, you just have to find other ways to meditate. For me, meditating was like, I get to yoga 15 minutes early and I meditate the 15 minutes before my yoga class. And then I take an hour and a half yoga class. And then I meditate again before I leave. That was my idea of meditating or sitting for like 10 minutes before I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning. And I really had to redefine my idea of meditating. And now my idea of meditating is really like mm, on a good day, I, I meditate for five minutes. Like it doesn't have, you don't have to sit there. It's amazing to sit there for a really long time, but you don't have to. And I think the message that is coming across is that you shouldn't limit yourself because you don't have 30 minutes to meditate every day or because you don't have an hour to meditate. If you meditate for a minute every day, then that is amazing. And that's all you need. You just set the intention to receive and you'll receive what you need in those, that minute or in those five minutes. Wow. I'm almost a speechless one. <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny because as you were talking, I was thinking things before you were saying them and then you started to say them. And I, <laughs> as that happens sometimes, and I thought, wow, okay, we really are on this telepathic world tonight. But I was going to say the same thing that I think there's this presumption of what meditation is supposed to look like. And once again, it's another word to label another action. And meditation, if we really break it down, is just presence. It's just connection with yourself. So I know we're talking about sitting there and being quiet, but what about if you don't want to sit down, but you still want to connect, you can go for a walk and just be really present with the wind, feeling the wind on your hair, feeling your feet as it connects with the earth, feeling your legs as you're moving your body and you're walking, feeling the sunshine on your face, the warmth. It's just being in those moments and really noticing your surroundings and being present and aware of what you're doing. Or perhaps it's even when you're cooking. I mean, it can really, meditation can really be anything. It could be while you're taking a shower and just really tuning into the water falling down on your body. I always go back to talking about water, you know, because my whole natal chart is water, but <laughs> can't yeah. help it. I'm just a mermaid. <laughs> There's just so many ways. And like Brianna said, it's just not limiting yourself and thinking that it has to look a certain way. Just like going back to our episode on connecting with spirit guys, it's the same thing. Connection, intuition, it is completely individual and especially intuition because that is such an, an inner connection to yourself and your internal guidance system. So because it's connected to you, it will be very individual for you. So you just have to find the different ways that you connect. And some people, they prefer you know, connecting energetically, you know, through meditation and just really sitting in that presence. Maybe other people want to be a little bit more physical. That actually reminds me too, that another way to access your intuition on a tangible physical level is by using tools such as a pendulum or crystals, Oracle or tarot cards, because using these tools are not actually, you're not looking outside of yourself for answers because you are infusing these tools with your own energy. It's not external validation, but validation of your energy, your energetic messages in tangible form. You can use your body as a pendulum. You can use muscle testing and then your body will answer for you. 
or you can even use a necklace or any, you can literally find anything and tie it to a string and create a pendulum. You don't have to go out and get a fancy pendulum. Hi friends. If you want to help us keep the conversation going, please join us in our When in Bloom family Facebook group. We'll make sure to leave a link in the show notes below. Let's do our card pull. Dun, dun, dun. Yay, my favorite part. I love it. The first card I pulled was the priestess. Um, I'm using the Oracle deck that I always use, <laughs> work your light. Um, honestly, I got this deck and then I got rid of and gave away all my other decks because I love this one so much. Um, the first card is priestess. How are you being called to step up and lead? And it almost feels like a shedding of an old self and like an ego death. And we're really being called to allow that ego death and we're, and we're being called to allow that shedding of our old self because it's not serving us anymore. It's not serving us. It's not serving our friends. It's not serving the collective. And we need to really come here and show up and be fully our true authentic self and really get down to get back to the core of who we are. I pulled a lot of cards. Um, not a lot, but I might pull up one. Um, and then the, the next card I pulled is Star Mother. How can you mother yourself? And it's just a reminder to take care of yourself. You're doing so much work on an energetic level that you have to remember that some days you need to just lay in bed all day. Some days you need to just go and lay down in the grass. Remember to take care of yourself first so then you can really be there to fully show up as your authentic self. And then the next card, as always, is the ever unfolding rose. Crack open, it's happening for you, not to you. And it's really just a reminder that feel like you know you're you're really just not alone on this journey this is happening for a reason and you're listening to this for a reason you're here to really step up and you're just step up your life like you're really here to do something more than just kind of like be a human and live and be stuck in this human experience of like work sleep eat work sleep eat like that's not what you're here to do um and I know it's hard when you're moving through it, it feels really hard and it feels really challenging, but you can keep on remembering that it gets, it gets easier. All right. I'm going to pull one more card because that's what they're telling me. This is the last one. I swear it's Akasha. Your guidance is divinely guided. And I mean, I don't even think that card needs um, an interpretation. Just be aware of the messages that you're receiving and be okay to really step out of the box that you put yourself in. And you really are divinely guided and you can just lean in to that divinity because it's there for you. It's going to support you the whole entire way. That was so beautiful. And my interpretation of all those cards, especially the priestess, Akasha, and star mother was that you are the Oracle. It's all about accessing your intuition. 
you're the Oracle. You, you hold all of this wisdom and all of this knowledge already within you. And with the ever unfolding rose, you have these gems of knowledge, this wisdom just waiting to bloom through you. And just like the earth, there'll be time, you know, you'll, you'll be able to access it. There'll be times for it and it'll just trust in the process. I mean, look at the way a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It's an evolution. It's a transformation. It takes time and that's okay. Trust your timing. And I also love how all these cards also makes sense with the energy of the full moon that's happening and the total lunar eclipse that we mentioned. Um, by the time this is released, it would have happened about two weeks prior. Um, and it's so interesting because me and Brianna both have the magic of eye planners and they're so good. We love them. And she explains the, this, lunar eclipse, um, with the affirmation, I am free from any illusions of suppression. And I let go of belief systems that no longer serve me. And I love that literally these cards are what you were not even just these cards, what you were saying, how you interpreted the energy of the cards mirrored that. Mm, you're right. What is that? that? I love that so much. And it's mirroring one of my, um, like personal experiences with fear. I've been releasing an ancestral fear that I have. It's really just a fear about being like in trouble for being myself. Yes. For being yeah. and be and who you are is intuitive. You're an intuitive being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. An illusions of suppression. And what's yeah. great too, is that this energy is also going to help you for this coming week. I mean, it will help you regardless, no matter when you listen to this episode, whether it's a week after a month from now, a year from now, because we all know that time is not linear and this is happening in multiple dimensions, but this energy for this week, um, we actually have another eclipse, a new moon annular solar eclipse. And this is the second eclipse out of three that's going to be happening this year. The third one will happen in December and it's coming up this week on Thursday, which is June 10th. And if you're in PST time, it will happen around 3:41 AM. If you're in EST time, like me and Brianna, it will happen at 6:41 AM. And it is in the sign of Gemini and Gemini is ruled by the planet Mercury, <laughs> the planet of communication. And we can be expecting to receive um, a fresh way of how we perceive information. Uh, new mental doorways will open up different portals, mental portals of energy. And it's just a reminder that, you know, opinions are not facts. So enjoy this energy of the week ahead. And I also just want to offer up to surrender and to release control because what you want to create um, will come to you in divine time and you don't need to worry about how it's going to be coming to you. And with that, we reached the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening to us. This um, episode ended up being really special. I feel like we went into it not really knowing what we were going to talk about. And I think we have a lot of really great nuggets that came up. 
So thank you again for joining us and we will see you all next week.